Welcome to Collision Cast, Fender Bender's official podcast, helping the collision repair shop operators make money, save money, and work smarter. I'm Steve Bauer, editor for Fender Bender, and with me today is Jim Mudgett, co-owner, along with his sons Jim and Shane, of the seven shop location Maryland Collision Centers in Maryland, and one of Fender Bender's 2022 Best Workplace Winners. Thanks for joining me, Jim, today. I really appreciate it. And again, congrats so much on the honor. Thank you for uh, inviting me, Steve. And uh, I'm excited to, to, to win the Best Workplace Award. And uh, thanks for inviting me to speak with you. You're very welcome. So I want to get into basically where the article starts. Uh, and it fascinated me. So it's been, it was 40 years between you owning shops. Um, so when was your, when did you open up that first shop? So actually the first shop, um, it was my brother and I, uh, actually my brother opened it. Um, and, uh, that was 1978. And then after two years we became partners. Um, and, um, we were state partners until about seven years ago. We both had kids and had one shop and we decided to, uh, uh, we decided I, I had two kids in a business and he had two at the, in a business. And uh, so we decided that we kind of needed to do our own thing. Um, okay. So, uh, we, my sons and I started Maryland Collision Center. Um, we actually started with uh, uh, one shop um, and uh, in the last seven years, just grow about one shop per year from there. So, so of. When you started your your second shop with your sons, um, and I'm I'm a big believer in this for any company. I mean, at the top of your head, were you already thinking about culture and organic growth, and how you were going to make your shop different than the one it was that you you co-owned with your brother from the get go? And did your sons and did your sons have an input on that? I've always thought about culture. Yeah, my whole career, um, and I've always cared about people. Um, however, kind of, I've been self-taught in business over the years, so some lessons take a little bit longer to really learn the whole meaning. Um, and uh, so, even even when we were with our, my brother, we were we still tried to have a good culture, but it, it took years to realize what a good culture really was, um, and it took years of, of of learning how to retain employees and uh and how to train and and employees need something they they need you have to give something back and and so but not only benefits and pay but also they need they need to know where they're going to be tomorrow they need to know what their job's going to be tomorrow they need to know if they're going to get trained um so that's really helped our business grow and and retain employees over the years um hiring new people and 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 they give to us so, so we give back by training them and moving them up and it's a lot easier with more than one shop to move them up because we scoot them around from shop to shop shop to shop from time to time and uh so we have places to move them and as we grow we get another shop we need people so so we're constantly hiring we're constantly training we like to hire new I, I like to hire new people and train them myself, and, and, and it works pretty well. And we do that in the office and in the shop. Yeah, I, and I, I'll circle, circle back to this a little bit later in conversation, but, you know, I, I'm, 
I know your apprenticeship program. It's it's been big for your shop. There's a great picture. I think in our, in our uh, article we call it the youth movement, and it's what, basically what you said is you want people who are young and hungry and willing to learn. And the second part of that is that they you know they know that even and I know that in some cases you guys maybe not may not be hiring, but they know that they will have a place to work and at least they'll have the skill set at the very minimum to be able to walk into a shop and, you know, not be like, well, I have no idea what they're doing because they've been under your thumb for, I, I, how long does the apprenticeship program run? Uh, normally, like, uh, for somebody with no experience in a shop, it's a four-year program and it's a written program. Okay. And it's it, it lays out how much they make, how much they will make when they get their raises, when they get their raises, how much their raises are, what schooling they go to, what training they get, what their responsibilities are, and in every and they have a mentor. And in every six months, um, we do a review with with the mentor and the apprentice, and uh, they get their raise and and they move on up and and uh, and it works well. The, the reason we the reason I really got into this was. 30 years ago, I had, I, we always had, uh, we would always hire painters helpers or body men or cleanup guys and they would stay for two years and then they quit. So I, I thought, how can we retain, we need to retain people because it was our problem when, when the, when the help quit, then we had to find another one. So I kind of came up with this myself and it works really well because you're giving back, again, you're giving back something to the apprentice. You're giving them you're giving them a living and you're, you're teaching them a trade. And, um, so the apprenticeship works really well. And it's not just for your text, right? It's also for your, your CSRs. I mean, does it, does it go across all aspects of your business? Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely, um, it's definitely for the CSRs and the, and the text painters. Um, actually we, we have, we hire so many, <laughs> We do things differently than other body shops. I feel like more efficiently. We work harder. We set a good example. Where we we do a better. Uh, we put more right parts in front of the technicians, and uh, we write the jobs properly and build properly. And it takes a lot of office help. And uh, you know, we we hire. I, I bet you. I bet you. I bet you. Out of my maybe. Maybe forty people in the office. We probably trained um, thirty-five of them. So we hired them young or from another trade, uh, and we trained them our way to do it. And it seems like when we, we you know, when we hire somebody that didn't really come from from us, it's kind of hard to teach an old dog new tricks. You know, it, it. We like hiring youth. Youth is also important. It's full of energy. It's full of the new technology. Um, they're excited and do well, and they like to advance. So we like to hire young people. Yeah, and I was just going to to uh, springboard off that. I mean, so you you got this youth movement in there, and I think it it must be really nice for them to know that you know you know them by a first name basis for the most part because you've been training them all this time, and and that automatically um, has to give them a, a feeling of belonging. Or a sense of you know they chose me because they saw something in me, and I bet you 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 probably see the end result as being a positive one nine times out of ten, right? 
what we do, um, we we, uh, we we retain our our, our help, um, uh, but that's because we we set up we set up a, a, a schedule for what they're going to do and when they're going to advance, and, and they don't always make they don't always make the grade, um, but most of the time they do. And and as we grow, again, it's easy to find a place to to grow them with a business. So you might work here for a year or two in the office, and then and then. Uh, and then we need a CSR at, at one of our new shops. So we might move you around, and, and then, then we hire another young person to take your place and start training him. Uh, it, it just it works really well. Um, uh, again, youth is really important to have in business, and and it, and, it, and as long as you have a place for them to go, then they're excited about coming to work with you. That's awesome. Uh, now I know one question I'm gonna I'm going to hear dealers ask me after we run this podcast is it going to be well that's great for Jim to say but he's got seven locations and he probably has a real solid you know process in place for doing this do you think Jim that it can work for smaller shops or do you think this is something that only works for larger shops for MSOs for example well single single a single body shop can't move people up as, as much as I can because I right. have places to move them to. However, a lot of people are older and getting ready to retire. So, uh, uh, so you're going to need to replace them anyhow. Um, it, it, I've always had, when I had a single shop, we had the apprenticeship program. It definitely works. It works easier. It's easier to make it work and be more successful the more shops you get. Uh, but we did it also as a single shop. It's just something that I came up with myself, and uh, and we had written apprenticeship programs for half the half the employees there. Um, and, and yeah, you can do it for a single shop. Excellent, excellent. Um, one of the things that I caught in the article, and there's more, and it was the article actually kind of teases it, but they don't get into specifics, and that's why we're here for the podcast. <laughs> um, you know. An example, and I think this may have been your son who came up with, he worked for somewhere and they let the employees leave an extra hour on Friday but still paid them for the day. Was was that your son who learned that, or where did that come from? No, that came from me. And again, I'm self-taught. I had a, a decent-sized business that I ran when it was a single business, and, um, and morale was always an issue. And so... We, we needed to do some things to boost morale, and so that's what we decided to do. It's, it's something I came up with, and, and it, at first everybody says, you can't close an hour on Friday. Why can't you? Why can't you call the customer and say, we close it for, this is, you know, this is when you got to be here to pick up your car. If you need help, we can help deliver it or whatever you need, but we close it for on Fridays. So that's what we do. So we just opened a new shop in downtown Baltimore, and the first day in here, or the first week in here, on the first Friday, we told them we're closing at four. They were so excited about that, just to spark their weekend. And uh, so, it, yeah, it, it's you're giving up an hour. You, you 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 get a lot more for that hour that you're giving up. I uh, I. I can see that, and and let me um, continue with that. So that's just one of the things that you offer your employees. Now, what was what uh, in the article it says employee perks? Can you um, elaborate at all what employee perks are at your shops? Well, 
I would say we just had a huge Christmas party, and it was like uh, close to 200 people there. But it's kind of nice for all the all the all the people to come and see, talk to everybody from the other shops. A lot of them know each other, and even if they don't, they get to meet each other. Uh, some of the perks, some of the other perks we do is uh, uh, we did a baseball game um, for the whole company, and we did a plus one. Um, we we buy a lot of lunches and. Uh, um, I'm just trying to think what else we do. Uh, uh, we do free clothing. We, we give them all a, a budget every year, and we pay for all their clothing. So uh, along with the benefits, we, we try to have better benefits. Uh, we changed our 401K, and we, we went from matching 3% to 4%, and hmm. we had to get a, a, an upgraded major plan. It was a big hassle. And, and, uh, but... It's only one percent, but but it, it's it, we we care, and it shows that we care with things that we do, and it costs money. But if you run your business properly and build properly and work hard, and then the employees they they, they deserve perks. I bet I I bet you any money though. Once you you know, especially if you're you're uh, introducing a newbie to the shop, and you're te telling them those things. Well, you know, Fridays we closing out early. You still get paid for the day. You know, sometimes we might go to an Orioles game. You know, I, I as an employee always will appreciate it if maybe the boss buys lunch. You know, it's a, it's a little thing, but at the same time, you know that they're thinking about you and that they care that you know that you're working hard for them. So it it doesn't have to be. I think you're right. It doesn't have to be extravagant. Yeah, I mean, I know that you you have you enhanced your your like you said the four hundred one k and and your benefits package. And of course, that goes a long way as far as their personal lives, you know, or their lives. I mean, clearly. Um, but at the same time, I think that just must add to that family feeling that, you know, Jim and, you know, his sons, they, they do watch out for us. And all they need to do is just look around and see some yeah, of the I think, things. I think they realize that. And, yeah. and another perk, it might sound silly, but we care. We actually do care about our people and, and we want them to care about, about us and for the most part they do and so when you're walking through the shop and you know the guy's wife is, is fighting an illness or something it's good to stop and say how's your wife doing you know and just show that you care we do care so you may as well show it yeah so no i, I agree with you um i'm gonna leave you with j just this last question jim and, and this kind of um Bases off all the other questions we've been talking about is so you are you're still growing and at the same time I know it's something that's been on your mind uh, as you grow and you continue you have this great program and you know like you said most of the people from the, the one shop knows another shop but, but there was a, a quote in there where you cautioned you know as we get larger you know, sometimes people won't know each other. And my question for you is, how do you keep that balance uh, between growing too fast versus losing that culture you worked so hard to build? So I think that there is no perfect balance. The bigger you get, the harder it gets. But it is a concern of mine to, to try to keep that culture. And, and I think that culture, it helps us in it helps us to grow, it helps us to retain employees, and it helps us to hire new people. Um, so, I, right now, I, 
a year ago, I knew everybody's name that worked for us. We're over 100 people right now, and we got a couple new ones that I haven't met yet. Right now, I'm working at a new shop, trying to get it going, and uh, I haven't been around to the other shops. But I, my, my job was to kind of oversee all the shops. It still is, except for right now, I'm detoured a little bit with this new shop. Uh, so once a week, I would make it a point to see everybody, to see it. Everybody in every shop, I would go by every everybody, and I would talk to everybody in every shop. Um, so it's you know the the bigger you get, the harder it is to do that. I I don't you know you know I, everybody should say, ask me if I'm trying to be a caliber or a Gerber's, and I'm not. We're a to- totally different than they are. We have different beliefs and different values. And as you get bigger, you can't you. I don't see how you could if you get too big. I don't see how you could keep that culture it's important to me because we're not done growing it's important to me to to continue to keep it and my boys i've instilled that my boys and my managers and they all understand that too um but the the as you grow it does get harder to know their names and their wives names and and uh so but it's it is important to go around and see them and talk to them and uh let them know that you're there and that you do care okay well, I'll, I'll let you go on that question, uh, Jim. I just want to say thank you again so much for taking the time to talk with me. Uh, and I want to congratulate you again on being named uh, one, of Fender Bender, two, one of Fender Bender's 2022 Best Workplaces. I certainly believe you've earned it, and I wish you nothing but the best, you and all of your employees moving forward you know, in 2022 and beyond. So, again, thank you, Jim. I really do appreciate it. Okay, well, thank you, and we're proud to win the award. We do care a lot, we, and we strive to, to, to care about our people and take care of them. So, uh, all right. Well, thank you, thank you again for that. And for all our listeners out there, uh, again, I'm Steve Bauer, editor for Fender Bender, and this has been Collision Cast, and we will see you next week.